0: Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other daddly pursuits. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Ben Slinger. And I've got a new mic.
1: Yeah, I can hear the difference. Your smooth, sultry voice is coming through loud and clear. And, uh, and not just your heavy breathing and coughing and loud laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually have to turn my face to, to face the mic oh, now instead of it being right beside my mouth all the whole bloody time.
1: That's too much work. That's it. We're cancelling the podcast. Can't turn our faces to talk juice. So I uh I hear, Trevor, probably because you just told me and sent me a photo, that you trimmed your beard. Yes, the, the source s- of my power. The source is of your power and is, is just being trimmed de- down to about decimated.
0: or oh, maybe is point nine millimeters long. <laughs> Something like that.
1: Yeah. No, it looks good. I don't know. I, uh, it looked like you'd cut your hair as well, but, um, apparently you haven't. It's just, the no. new the new look just gives your head a different shape. Yes. If I, uh, like if I get a haircut and don't trim my beard, like in the other direction, it's probably not too bad. And I mean, actually, I wouldn't know because I haven't cut my beard in like a year, but, um, because I'm a filthy hippie dad.
0: Well, it was, it was just over nine months for me. So I thought yeah, that's eh, pretty good. it's about yeah. time to, to cut it down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, if I if I trim the if I cut my hair but don't trim the beard, it just 'cause it just accentuates the bushiness and craziness of the beard. Cause unlike your your beard, you kinda get have that nice like straight it ends up a little bit sort of pointed, or at least sort yeah. of down, whereas mine just like has these weird little pubic hair curls and heads off in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really keep it straight. So if I if I get my hair cut and I haven't trimmed my beard, it's just like you know, normal size head and just this explosion of beard.
0: The other way the other way around's not too bad. Quite a few people were complaining about, you know, just how scraggly it kind of it kind of looked because it was, you know, a good four or five centimetres long, so I did cut it right down.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna complain in the opposite direction. I like a good old scraggly beard. So a topic this week that we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. <sighs> is one that's you know it might be a little bit contentious. I know a lot of different people have different views on this. I think you and I will probably share out most of our views because you know that just makes for scintillating podcast listening when the two hosts just share every single view and there's no conflict whatsoever. But yeah, you know, so
0: so let's let's go conflict now. This okay. is where we're friends. <laughs> I hate Nutella. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> no, I don't actually. I kind of I kind of like it. Not as much as that's, peanut butter,
1: though. That's why you trimmed the beard, isn't it? You just kept getting Nutella and peanut butter stuck in it, and that's what people were really complaining about. That oh, that old, you know, uh, there aren't many people who like that hazelnutty, peanutty smell when
0: you get close to someone. <laughs> it was more the fact that whenever I went to have like barbecue sauce on the pizza, it would get stuck in my mustache. <laughs> mm, I'm <laughs> it, with it's you there. Like the yeah, worst. I know that one. So I'm I'm I bought myself a beard trimmer.
1: Ah. A cheap one or a, or a nice A $25 one? set. <laughs> yeah, excellent. <laughs> These are the good ones. You, <laughs> I only ever get like one use out of them and then the next time I go to use them, like they've got a bit wet and they don't work anymore or they're clogged with hair and I throw them out, which is terrible, yeah. terrible for the environment. Yes, but very uh, much so. Yeah.
0: I've used it the once and I, I really, really took it through a forest <laughs> and it and seems then it to still be working. Keeled o- it keeled <laughs> over
1: and tied Said you bastard, you wore me out.
0: So anyway, enough about the beards. We're we're gonna oh, talk. Gonna... <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna smack you on the back of the hand. <laughs>
1: You're just gonna talk right over me. I just want to. I just wanted this to be a whole episode on beards. Like, come on, <laughs> we're dads. Like dads have beards. That's isn't that? Uh, like, I couldn't
0: grow a beard until I became a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Some may say that you still can't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Hey,
1: my beard is pretty good these days. It is scraggly <laughs> and looks you know has has has
0: pubic aspects but
1: <laughs> it's got some it's got some good uh density to it now you know
0: I said some may say I didn't say that <laughs> I said it just because I've told you numerous times before uh,
1: that sound, that sounds like a trumpism it's one that's one way to get out of <laughs> something that you said
0: <laughs> more of that later yeah <laughs> during the segment. Ben's rant. (laughs) (laughs) Ben's beard rant. So anyway, as I was saying, I'm going to smack you on the back of the hand because that's a segue into our topic for today.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Discipline. Well done. Discipline. I'm
0: going to discipline you. Ooh, I
1: like the sound of that. Uh, This episode, uh, we're talking all about BDSM and how you should not get your kids involved (laughs) because no, um, (laughs) we are going to talk about discipline. We're going to talk about disciplining our kids and the difficulties around that as you know so this this came up it was my idea to bring up this topic and partially that's because Taz has been a little bit difficult these past couple weeks you know we'd Mm -hmm. gone through a pretty good phase with him because he was getting a bit aggressive with the girls for a while and you know pushing them over and sitting on them when they weren't able to protect themselves but now that they're a bit older they turned one a month or so ago and Ari's up and walking and Imogen can't be bothered, but she can walk occasionally. Uh, but you know they're a bit stronger and they they hit back occasionally now.
0: Um, Very nice. So <laughs> swinging arms, you know, no fine motor control, but you know, <laughs> you yeah, just a little bit, a bit of, of a, whack a little bit
1: of a whack. So it had been good for a while, but he's sort of come back to that, and and you know he he gets angry with us and he goes to the girls and hits them because he knows that 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 pisses us off basically. And he sort of just gets into this defiant streak. And you know, he's nearly three, so he's right in the depths of the terrible two slash three major stage. Yep. Uh which, you know, you are probably well aware of.
0: Yeah, but the difference is I don't have any other kids for him to sort of smack, <laughs> so <laughs> That's true, that's true. Yeah, well
1: we'll we'll discuss we'll discuss James's behavior too. But uh yeah, it's it has been a little bit tricky and, and generally what happens is He does something that he knows he shouldn't, generally throwing something or hitting the girls, and we'll tell him not to do that, and he'll do it again (laughs) almost immediately. Of course. And the current thing that we do, which is ineffective, but, you know, as we'll talk about, I'm not really sure what else to do, uh, is we yell at him and we say, Taz, I said not to do that. Like, stop doing it or we'll move you away. And he'll generally do it again. (laughs)
0: The old trying to trying to reason with a with a well, two-year-old or yeah. a teenager,
1: and it's funny because coming into parenting, we read a bunch of books, and particularly this one, which I might have mentioned on the show before, called um, "It's Okay Not to Share." I think that's what it's called the The Renegade Rules for Parenting, or something. It's okay. Sorry, I'm just gonna. Be terrible podcast post. Yeah, it's called "It's Okay Not to Share" and other renegade rules for raising competent and compassionate kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually really good, and it's got some really interesting, interesting ideas around sharing. Uh, and, and you know, the the main one being that yeah, that it is okay not to share. If if a if a kid is playing with a toy and wants to play by themselves, then forcing them to play with another kid or to give that toy to another kid. Uh, is actually not is not really, intuitive. yeah. Is not really beneficial because you know you're teaching that kid that they
0: don't have personal space. Or, yeah, that
1: they don't have personal space and they, they and then they're, that they're not allowed to just sit and play by themselves with a toy. You know, um, and so that along with a bunch of other things around mediating, you know, mediating eating children's arguments and different stuff made me think that coming into parenting, we would just be able to reason with our kids. You know it's so, all right, we just treat them like human beings and treat them like people. And, you know, it's it's also all about understanding the emotions they're going through and that they're not capable of managing those emotions and sort of has some ideas on on addressing that and making sure to, you know, ask them about them and, and try to understand it. And, and to be honest, you know, maybe that's part of what we're not doing well enough. But yeah, like it sort of made me think, all right, well, this is going to be easy. We're just going to come into this and we're going to, Understand that they're children, and we're going to reason with them. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can't rationalise with them because they don't, they don't understand. <laughs> yeah, this is the issue. And usually, they don't understand the English words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I'm not sure that's a huge problem with Taz at his age now. Actually, um, generally, he understands pretty well what we're saying, like the the meaning of the words. Where obviously, he doesn't necessarily then take that reasonable argument and 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 take its heart um i think it is just more about uh you know that's not the reaction he wants he doesn't want to be told not to do something and he knows that i mean he's not trying to piss us off specifically uh but you know i think part of it is about getting attention and having some control
0: um and 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 so sort of playing up like that and also, sort of testing the boundaries, like yeah, absolutely. You know, what are you going to do if if I don't do this? You know, is there really going to be any
1: any repercussions? Any uh, repercussions? Yeah, and we try to at least give him some repercussions. You know, we we do move him away, and we'll sort of. We, I don't fully agree with timeouts because I've read different uh, articles and things on that 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 say that maybe that's not the best idea, particularly when when all you're doing is removing them from the environment and. And and basically shunning them, but we do sort of tend to do a time out ish sort of thing where he has to go sit on a couch and and get away from the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually that is that's that's a practical that's a practical measure because he's not near the kids. He's not mm-hmm. near the kids, and we're not, trying not at, near the girls at that mm-hmm. point. We're trying to protect them <laughs> because <laughs> he is bigger and stronger, and he could hurt them. He pushes them over, and you know, yeah, Ari's walking, but she can't take a push from a two you know a nearly three year old.
0: And can and you know, also can't really take a suplex from the couch. (laughs) Yeah. As we've discussed before. Uh,
1: So, you know, if, if we have the time and the energy, (laughs) um, we do try to then go over and talk to Taz and say like, you know, why did you do that? What are you feeling? But we can't always do that. We just, we don't have it. And, and often we're busy with something else and it does just end up us basically screaming at Taz, get away from her. Like there have definitely been times that I've just had to like scream at him from across the room Mm-hmm. Because he's hitting her and hitting her or grabbing her or whatever, and I'm worried she's going to get hurt. I've got, you know, I'm doing the dishes or I'm, you know, changing one of the girls' nappies or something, and and so I feel like that's the only thing I can do, and it, and it's dumb because it doesn't work anyway. He doesn't stop until I get over there and pull him off her. So mm-hmm. anyway, that, that that those are the difficulties I'm having. <laughs>
0: you, you can you can certainly see why, you know, people would re- resort to to smacking.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's 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 one of the obvious things to talk about here. Um, I mean, what are your sort of opinions on that? Have you, like, is smacking something you do with James? Have you have you done that? I
0: have never smacked mm-hmm. James, but then again, I don't think he's ever done anything w- within the realms that that I would that I would um, consider you know, sort of consider consider smackable. Yeah, I mean, if I went back in time and and you know saw so that i could i could smack james's hand away from touching the inside of an oven <laughs> then maybe that wouldn't now have a massive aversion to anything mm. hot and you know it's it's really situation dependent yeah. but i don't like the idea of having no. to to smack my child
1: i mean and that's almost that's almost different as well because that's sort of if you had been able to do that that's a protective measure like mm. the, the side effect is smacking your kid whereas the main uh, intention is to get the hand away from the dangerous ob- object, you know, yeah. or to um,
0: stop the kid from climbing up the coal shells and pull everything, <laughs> the whole thing down on top of them, you know, something something dangerous that could possibly kill them. I think. Well, yeah, of course. I think. I mean, that's where you know a a simple, you know, well, not really a simple, but that that in in the in some the, some sort of physical in force, the moment could yeah. end up being. It could be involved because you know at that point the reasoning is not going to, not going well, to stop it's, some. It's a time accident.
1: It's a time issue then too, right? Like, mm. yeah, I mean the and and you're right around the protection thing, and this is where it does become difficult when there are multiple kids in the house, because you know the one time that I did kind of give Taz a little smack was because he was basically picking up one of the girls by her neck. Mm. Um, and I was changing the other one and all I could do, he was luckily actually, you know, as much as I hated that I did it, he was luckily within reach and I did kind of reach out and, and sort of try to smack his hand away from it to, so he would put it down. And of course he was incredibly upset about that. And it made me, you know, I was upset too, because I definitely don't want to hurt my kids, but yes. And, and don't agree with that, but it was, yeah, that, that in that spur of the moment was, you know, seemed like what I had to do to protect my other child. Mm. So yeah that was that was a really difficult time and and luckily that was the only you know the, the the only uh incident where that that was necessary
0: yeah i mean re you can you can read into it as much as you as much as you want but in that, in that sort of in that sort of moment you're going to do what comes naturally which is to to try and stop something from happening as quickly as possible yeah absolutely and when, that's when, where yeah. i think there has to be a a line Okay, in this case, it was it was literally to stop something really really bad happening. Yeah. In this case, they've been arguing. Hell no, you don't you don't just smack your kids. Yeah. So this is the thing. Arguing. The
1: line the line that they do draw is where it actually becomes a a
0: go to measure.
1: A go to measure, or like a punitive measure, right? Either a punitive measure or a uh, um, disincentive measure. Mm. I don't think. Because then, because then you're making your kids afraid of you, yeah. and that I think is just a really, yeah, that that I think is a dangerous place to go to, and I, and I think you're gonna you're gonna damage your relationship with your child if you make them literally physically afraid of you when they do something yeah. wrong, and maybe it works in certain situations and to a certain degree
0: when they're kids, but there are studies that.
1: Oh, uh, there are st- there actually are
0: studies, yeah. If, if if you go if you get violent, then they see that that is a thing that they can actually do. They can well, actually, that's you it. You yeah. go and get violent with someone else because you're not doing something I want you to do. So therefore, I smack you.
1: Yeah, that's right. Violence becomes an acceptable solution to a problem then, and it obviously does damage your relationship with your child. Like they uh, they don't trust you as much. Um, they you know they lose trust in you. They they lose. I mean, probably. Maybe not immediately
0: in that moment, but over time they lose respect for you. Mm. I mean, the only type of things that I've that I've done with James regarding, you know, um, or regarding trying to stop him from doing something that we don't want him doing, Mm. and whether whether it could be dangerous or something like that, is is you know raising the voice or physically removing removing him from the situation. Yeah, but in in each case, it's it's always go and reassure afterwards, you know, letting him know that, you know, it's it's all right.
1: Of course. Yeah, and I think I think that is really important. Uh, and, and funnily enough, just a wrinkle on that when you do have multiple kids, we almost went too far in the opposite direction sometimes and realised that he would hit one of the girls and we would move him away, but our instinct was to tell, like, to say to him it's okay, we're not really, you know, we're not really angry with you or, you know, it's all right before comforting the girl who had been hit necessarily, yeah. you know. So, she's sitting there screaming because her brother's just hit her and we're over, you know, we're over with the brother saying like, yes, we've had to remove you from this situation, but, you know, why did you do that? How are you feeling? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and it just becomes like that's just a difficulty that comes from having multiple kids because um, you, you can't do everything at once. You can't reassure them all at once. And we made it a priority to say, look, when, when this happens, we should make sure to comfort the girls or whoever it was. Or or at least one parent to, to comfort
0: comfort yeah, the girls. Yeah,
1: but I mean usually usually it's one parent who's in charge of all the kids, right? Like so it's not yeah. always possible. But yeah, in those situations when there were two parents, you know, try to do both things. But you know, we we already have sort of particular hang ups about About how much of our attention the girls have got compared to Taz, just because they are second
0: and third children, you know, simultaneously, Um, and both going to have middle child syndrome as well. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, uh, and it's it's interesting. You can see, you can see, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, youngest. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Um, You can see where the middle child syndrome thing comes from because. That is always the case that the second child receives so much less attention from their parents than the first child did just out of pure practicality of how much time there is available in a parent's life. So, yeah, like, you know, we're sort of keenly aware of that and, you know, not only are they the second children, they have an older child to share our time with, but they're twins and they have a twin sister to share our time with. Uh so you know they've really had to get used to not sharing. <laughs> yeah to sharing and and not having our attention and that's you know I'm not going to say we're dealing with it really well and that and that's just from a time and energy basis but you know a lot of these things that we did read about in books like it's okay not to share we just haven't been able to do because the girls do have to share and Taz does have to share because it is impossible for Taz to to like often to um, find toys to play with that the girls aren't just getting into. Because as soon as
0: he picks it up... As soon as he picks it up, Ooh, they're look, interested. Yeah, My no. brother has picked up this. Let's go let's go <laughs> check it out.
1: Exactly. They couldn't... You know, they, we've got a, a house full of toys. They couldn't all find different toys to play with. Uh, they all have to play with the same toy at the same time. And Taz does find that really frustrating. And if he's trying to build something with Lego or he's trying to put a puzzle together, they come over and just pull it to pieces and he gets really angry. And to his... Good on him, he often is very diplomatic in those times, and he'll get he'll be getting upset, but he won't always just lash out and hit him um I mean sometimes he will, but he'll often he'll tell them no, like go away, I'm playing with this," and we try when we can to respect that, and you know often that means well, taz you have to you know
0: move move the toy somewhere out of reach, which can which can certainly make it a bit hard, given that you're trying to keep all the <laughs> Well, this all, is the, all the kids in the same room. Well, that's it. What? Like
1: there you aren't can... there aren't actually many places for him to move toys out of
0: reach, uh,
1: because our house is only so big, and we can only be monitoring so much of it at one time. Uh, hmm. So yeah, it is it is very difficult um, to really to live by those sort of ideals, uh, no matter how much I might agree with them. And I think I think that you know for parents out there, I actually uh, really recommend reading that book. Uh, I should actually read it again. I've got a copy of it on the shelf. I should pick it up and, and flip through <laughs> it. Now that Taz is because I read it before he was even born. Uh, now that he's actually at the age where he, we can start utilising some of the of mm-hmm. the ideas in it, I should read it. But no, I, I, it's it's a very good book and has some very very interesting ideas, and and they just they make a lot of sense. You know, when you really think about you know ma- maybe not if you actually come from a family where smacking is a thing, but you know. Uh, so so I I quite disagree with smacking as a punishment, as I said, like as a punitive or as a disincentive yep. um, punishment, you know, I, d- I don't think it's super controversial necessarily to say that, you know, it borders on or is child abuse. It you know, is. You, are, you are physically hurting your child um, and, and there are definitely, you know, studies have shown there are ramifications from that uh, in, in intelligence and attention span and behavior and different things. But... uh
0: I, th- I think the reason why I brought up what I brought up before is because, you know, we we know that there are, there are situations in which it is somewhat called for.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, I wouldn't even call that, like, I wouldn't call that spanking, certainly. No. You could maybe say it's a smack, but it's, it's, it's a smack the same way you'd smack a basketball away from a kid's head, you know?
0: Yeah. Rejected. Bang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, kid. <laughs> oh geez that actually reminds me that reminds me of you know playing basketball more sort of stuff i Mm. was never really the tallest kid and, and you know could never really really block anyone or anything like that one of our one of our friends paul who um is rather tall um he was playing he was playing mixed netball and it was it was really quite funny he was like one of the one of the goal defense and you have to as part of goal defence, you have to stand about a meter away. Yeah. But his arm span is so big that, like, um, the the goal shooter would be going for it, and then his hand would just be straight over the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're never going to actually, you know, be able to be able to shoot. I just re- just remind reminded yeah. of, you know, this massive Denied. hand just over the top, and it's like I played yeah, netball for a little past. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I played netball for a little while too. I was really not good at it though. I was only doing it because basically in our primary school and this is you know, we probably might discuss sports at some point and or extracurricular activities in general, mm-hmm. but but uh in my primary school you either played football if you're a boy generally and netball if you're a girl. Now I had even less <laughs> <laughs> No, I had even less interest in football than I did in netball. So um I did actually end up playing netball for a little while. But I'll shit at it. I didn't pay attention. In fact, I uh, in fact I have a very I have a very vivid memory. I can't remember. I don't ever remember the positions. I'll some um, just sort of out like defensive position off to the side, and you know generally you've got a particular person that you're sort of defending manning up against. Yeah, <laughs> that you're manning up against, and <laughs> this 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 is actually this is one of those um, memories that you look back on and sort of cringe a bit in embarrassment, but. I remember one particular game, and I just—I obviously wasn't paying attention because I look over, and the person I'm supposed to be manning is like on the other side of the court, like looking over at me, (laughs) looking over at me, and sort of giggling, basically wondering when I was going to click that they were just moving away from me slowly. I don't think we were anywhere near the ball, but uh, yeah, I was was pretty bad at that, and and I was pretty terrible at, at basketball too, despite often being the tallest person. On the court, Yep. I just yeah, it's a shame. Like, I I, I enjoy the idea of sports, but I have just be, always been terrible at them.
0: My primary school had um had like a basketball team, and I joined that. And I was originally in grade three, just just joining the team. Our first match, we we lost really quite heavily. <laughs> and then, like five hundred to three. Uh, oh, I think it was like forty to two or something. Oh like God, that. Yeah, it, yeah, was it was just bad. really bad. I remember, remember a friend Simon. He's he scored the only goal, and it was like, yeah, we scored a single <laughs> goal. Oh, he was the,
1: everyone put him up on their shoulders after the game. Yeah, you're the goal scorer. You did it.
0: Yep. And the weird thing is, like, you know, you know what my memory is like. It's actually pretty pretty good for with these sort of things. Yeah. My mum and you remember a also, lot of useless shit. <laughs> yes, my mum and also one of the coaches of the team said that it never happened. And what? Like, that the goal
1: never happened? No. Or that, that this game that, never that match happened? match never happened. Okay. And I'm
0: like, I remember everything about that match. <laughs> I remember, like, it felt like we were playing against NBA All-Stars sort of thing, you know, every time they got the ball. You're playing against a, the Monstars. <laughs> Did
1: did one of the other kids have a cannon in his chest? No. Oh, okay. So it wasn't the it wasn't the space the monsters the from is, Space Jam. It, then,
0: if I remember rightly, it was like it, it was a grading match to to find out where we should actually be placed. Right, and they got put up into A grade, and we got put, we got put, put down them into, into B grade. Z-, Z grade. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember and you know i've got a pretty damn good memory for for a lot of these sort of things i don't really make things up <laughs> although having said that trevor you were nine or 10 yeah <laughs>
1: no i mean it sounds like that it sounds like one of those things where maybe i wonder if it's the memory of them saying that it wasn't that it didn't actually happen that is uh, a bit off, like maybe they were saying something like, you know, because it was a grading match or whatever, that it didn't count in the actual no.
0: season or something like that, that you're misremembering. Could be. Either way, I played for that whole season. Yeah. I did not score a single goal during <laughs> that entire season. Yeah, but did the you defend it? first time me? I ever scored a goal was about halfway through the next season in the next year, where um, one of my mates, another Paul, not, not the same one that we just talked about, um, passed the ball to me I was on a fast break and I ended up shooting from around the free throw line (laughs) instead of doing a layup because I was shit at layups. (laughs) I'm shit at layups, so so I'm going to throw from half-court and
1: hopefully it goes in.
0: (laughs) Half-court throw.
1: (laughs) Did they put you up on their shoulders? No. Did you ever get put up on anybody's shoulders?
0: No. No. Uh, all I remember. Movies have lied to me, man. Like I, I, I was really, really bad at basketball. <laughs> I'll put it that way. And a lot of bad things happened around basketball. So mm. <laughs> the less I, the less I think. Is about that,
1: that is forever. that is that an episode for the uh, the sports? That a, one, is, is, was that a story? Yeah, well, I was going to say, is that a story for our uh, our recap on bullying where we discuss that again?
0: Oh no, there was no bullying. It was just oh no. that was shit. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the way you were saying it, I thought there was some no, sort oh, of it's like, hazing you know, going I on get, or something. I get past the ball and I'm running down and I'm like, I go to throw the ball and it's like, boom. Bounces <laughs> off, off, your off your face. The and they, they run, down the, run down the other end and score a goal and it's like, yeah, eventually they just stop, like <laughs> passing to me down that end of the court. Yeah, and-
1: <laughs> I was going to ask whether when you scored that goal that there was an actual game going or not. Oh, yeah, it was a game. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> Yeah, well, we will discuss sports on another episode. How the fuck did we get onto this?
0: Uh, Netball, smacking, smacking, said, smacking a basketball. Said, all right, <laughs> smacking a basketball away from your kid's okay. head. I uh, went rejected, yeah. and then we went into, <laughs> into basketball. So I don't know. Football. Have you?
1: There's this horrible, horrible. I guess they're like a Christian sect or something, or it's it's something around Christianity. And there's this book that goes around, and it's around disciplining children. Mm-hmm. And not only does it encourage smacking but it encourages things like social isolation like basically like solitary confinement and don't feed them for a day or multiple days it's
0: like it is um it is all literally is bordering in fact it is child abuse so oh no absolutely <laughs> it is
1: it is basically a child abuse manual and i'm pretty sure kids have died because of people like, following literally. these these this horrible this horrible thing and uh, but but like you look at the the front like the 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 um the cover of the their little pamphlet or their little I think I don't think it's actually a book and it's like oh this laughing kid like reaching up to his dad's hand or whatever and and then you you look into what's in the book and it's the most horrific shit man like it is criminal literally criminal. Yeah.
0: Well, when dad comes on, which hopefully if if everything works out well, it'll be next week. Okay. You can actually ask him about all this stuff because he was actually in child protection right. for many years. Right. Okay. So you can basically say, in Victorian law, <laughs> what mm. is the current law with with this sort of thing? Yeah. And well, he'll I go. I don't really want to talk about that. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we might keep to lighter, slightly lighter subjects for your dad. Yeah. For your dad's first, uh, <laughs> maybe the second sure. and third
0: time, we'll we'll talk about that. But if everything yeah. goes well, um, next week, hopefully next week, sweet. Then the week after, the new podcast could start. I hope
1: so. Yeah, I've got to get this logo done.
0: Yeah, especially because this week is usually our click pitch week.
1: That's true. Yeah, we're not going to do click pitch this week.
0: No, yeah. we're 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 holding it over for for the new for podcast, the new podcast. And, and that kind of, you know, my my brain is itching to get into some of the <laughs> game development <laughs> stuff, and we yeah, we're not going to do it here. I so. think that's <laughs> going to be fun.
1: Um. So <laughs> let let's just talk a little bit more on discipline. Um. How were you disciplined? Like, were your do you sort of sh- do you sort of share the basically the same philosophies as your parents uh, had when when disciplining you? Or? I
0: certainly don't remember any smacking, mm-hmm. but you know, I remember some raised voices. I remember. Mm. I think. I think the one thing I don't want to ever do is send James to his room <laughs>
1: yeah, again, that's sort of similar to the timeouts thing, and and I I I agree like you're basically, you know, you're sort of exiling the kid then and there's there's it, no it's more discussion actually, that goes there around it.
0: It's more actually, if I was going to do it, I'd send him to my room. <laughs> Who are we kidding? You've got you've got a game console and a TV in your room too. Yeah, but the reason is I don't want his room to be seen as a, a place right. that he can't. In fact, really, I don't really want any, any places. <laughs> I was going to say, but you
1: want your bedroom to be that. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm afraid to go in there. <laughs> That's just, that's oh that's that's just so you don't that's just so you don't get interrupted during sexy times, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that has happened. Oh, um, it's happened um, to all of us. <laughs> it's like they killed the mood. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Sending you into own. the room, yeah. and I remember that being that being done as a sort of punishment and mm. sort of like. I, <laughs> The thing is I was such a goody two shoes that I'd go sit on the bed and just mope, not play with all the toys that were in my room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was probably similar. And it's not even about being goody two shoes. I guess it's more about just having that sensitivity because you probably were upset, you know. By by the time you got to that age, you you probably did have enough sort of empathy and, you know, self sense of self that you were probably ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that that happened to me. I'd, I, I would definitely, if I'd get in trouble like that, I would end up ashamed with myself because I knew it was the wrong thing to do and probably a stupid thing to do, uh, and 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 basically, I just got called on it and and I felt like
0: shit. So this this sort of reminds me of like what is your earliest memory? Like earliest, earliest. Well, memory. I was halfway
1: through a shit. No, wait, that was Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a really good bit on his earliest memory <laughs> something about coming on he feels like the shit was so amazing that he came online <laughs> Um, you know funnily enough my earl- what I feel is my earliest memory was actually a dream mm-hmm. and because I know everyone loves hearing about other people's dreams I'll go into it <laughs> no I won't go into too much detail but it was this weird thing Uh, I have this sense of being in the kitchen in my parents' house, as it used to be before all their renovations, obviously. And there was a little TV there and Hey Hey, Hate Saturday was on with Daryl Summers and Aussie Ostrich. Yep. There was like a weird sort of greenish tinge to everything. And I dropped a little tub of yogurt. And at the same time on the TV, they dropped a little tub of yogurt. (laughs) <laughs> and it, like, freaked me. Like, it was really weird and sort of freaked me out. And that's that's actually, like, the earliest thing I can remember because I feel like I was probably, like, three or maybe four years old. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it's just that I dreamed it later, but in my dream I was that old or maybe it wasn't actually. I don't know, you know. Exactly. But that's the feeling I have and that's actually what I, sort of when I think way back, like, that's my earliest memory. And and it's something that I couldn't, you know, it's it's because a lot of the time when you look back to you, think back to your earliest memories they're tinged because you've seen photographs of yourself exactly. at that age and yeah but that obviously is something that could not have that could not have happened with so
0: the reason why I got to earliest memory is because the earliest memory I think I have and it probably isn't even a memory it's probably a dream like like what you had mm. was it was actually after you know being sent to my room and I don't remember what I did to get sent to my room. I just remember being called out and I was leaving my room. And just as I turned the corner, it was as if like autopilot was switched off. Okay. Like I remember thinking and actually thinking for the first time of thinking clearly and now having control. It was like, it was like this. (laughs) So it was like coming online. It was that. You finally got control of your sort of your your autonomy.
1: Your Self-autonomy or something.
0: And it's like, now I want to do this. And, and, you know, it was almost as though, like, the earliest memory is me switching on for the first time. Hmm. Just wonder. Like, we've just been talking with our kids for you the last almost three years, me the last almost the last four years. Mm -hmm. What is James's first memory actually going to be? (laughs) Like... Yeah, I mean... I wonder. There if, there I wonder if it before three.
1: I wonder if it would be something like when he burned his hands, or something around that. When there's strong emotions happening,
0: that that was one though. So,
1: oh, okay, it's, yeah,
0: it's pretty early. Like it was literally, I think, two days before his first birthday, right? Okay. Or two. So days probably,
1: after. probably not that then. But you know, I mean, I think often it
0: is around
1: uh, particularly strong emotions, or or like particularly
0: vivid. Uh you know, in thre- memories, three but. years' time, you know, say, What's your what's your earliest memory? And I remember on Tuesdays you used to go into the study and do a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Taz is funny, whenever he you know, if I'm if I'm uh writing the post for the podcast or whatever and he's he happens to to be in here and he'll see the picture, the our our picture of mm-hmm. for two sweary dads, he'll say, That's the picture we took because he, re- oh, because nice. he remembers when we took it, and yeah, for 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 those listening, we we took that uh, photo with Taz and James and and one of uh, the kids of our uh, of our friends, you know, running around us. That's how we, you know, did said, Okay, start running. Start around running and we, go faster. Yeah, just put a you know slightly long shutter speed on there so they're unrecognizable and they're just a blur and, and basically and captured and the idea we were looking still, for. Actually, yeah, yeah, no, I think it came out pretty well.
0: I think we had to do some editing on your face though.
1: I'm pretty sure my face is from a different version of the photo, yes. yes. Yeah. My sister Emily is very good at photo editing and such and post production on photos, so fix that what up for us.
0: What's really funny is there was like crap on the floor, there was crap in the background, there was Yeah, we like didn't plan on the, the photo we
1: didn't plan the photo app very well. Emily just cut out everything except us and the car oh, and, was and the kids, which was great. I, yeah. I
0: saw it for the first time, I'm like Geez, I was just going to try and put the put the shadow on on the curtains and stuff. Yeah. And no,
1: she just got rid of the curtains. Yeah, no, I'm actually. It, it came really out really well. well. I'm actually. I really like our our uh, podcast logo. I think it, it's. Uh, I I if I do say so myself, I think it looks fairly professional and it's good. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think the the blender blender did a pretty good job in did a pretty good job in blender getting that texture. To look good, so yeah, that was, that was fun. All right. Anyway, we're going off track. Yep. Uh Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm similar in in that my parents didn't really discipline me in any way other than what I sort of agree with. There was definitely no punitive spanking or anything. I know that sometimes if we frustrated mum too much, um and again, similar sorts of things, you know, she'd give us a bit of a smack in this in the heat of the moment, and she always felt bad, and she always immediately comforted us,
0: but. <laughs> Oh, sorry I hit you with the saucepan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry I stabbed you with that knife in the heat of the moment.
0: <laughs> we'll get you to the
1: hospital and I still love you. No. I should clarify, my mother never stabbed any of her children, <laughs> including me. Yet. <laughs> Foster kids are a different matter. No, no, no. No,
0: no. No. There I'm joking. Uh, no, you're... I... I'm, know your mum not very well but I know pretty well and I I don't think she ever stabbed any of the the foster kids. No, she certainly did not. uh, Um, I almost said that without laughing then. You started (laughs) laughing.
1: But uh, yeah, so you know, I I guess in that manner I've learned from my parents. I don't even recall. They probably sent me to to my room sometimes but uh, they didn't... I don't know, like you, I was a goody two-shoes. I didn't really get into that much trouble. I was grounded once because I threw a stone and it hit a kid, but i wasn't like it wasn't like i w- I threw the stone at her. Mm-hmm. it was just I was being dumb and throwing stones, and there were a bunch yep. of other kids around uh you know there was yeah i don't recall being heavily punished so yeah uh, so there's not much <laughs> there's not much more to discuss there um from from the point of view of my discipline because yeah i, I wasn't. I mean, uh, my, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think Emily, me and Jess were both pretty goody 2 shoe sorts of kids. Uh, Emily, Priscilla, and Steven
0: got away with a lot more, didn't they?
1: Well, they definitely played up a lot more in different ways. Um, but again, like, it's never anything serious, you know? You know, mum mom and dad are very, some pretty good kids. Um, yeah, you're pretty good. Eh,
0: I'm okay. <laughs> you swear
1: a lot, though. Well, that's because it's fun as fuck.
0: I was actually—I um, saw. Was it you that put something up about oh, that's swearing? You know, swearing? It's, it's good to swear. Yeah, yeah, I did. On yeah, Facebook. I
1: posted on—I posted on the two sweary dads account. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was an interesting. I, I was having—I was having a
1: good interesting read. About. read. Yeah, there's a book. There's a bit of a review of a book about uh, about swearing, and and that you know, research has shown that other than slurs, uh, you know, on racial slurs or, or otherwise. Yep uh swearing generally doesn't cause harm which you know is not really a surprise i mean i, get, I guess it depends on the definition of a slur like if mm-hmm. you, if you are literally calling someone a little fucker or something like your kid to their face then <laughs> perhaps that would i think that probably would cause some harm but in general the words themselves don't and you know what's you know what's really interesting like taz talks up a storm He's got a lot of words. Uh, you know, he's fairly advanced for his age when it comes to talking. Um, and actually, God, his grammar is <laughs> super impressed by his grammar. Mm-hmm. He 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 literally said like, I, I can't remember the kid he was talking about, but it was, you know, I'm going to make up a name. Uh, 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 Keith. Keith. That's a good one. You know, Keith and I did so and such. Like he used the pr- correct... <laughs> <laughs> grammar for Keith and I. It wasn't Keith and me. It wasn't me and Keith. He said Keith and I. It's like, Jesus Christ, kid, you're not even three. Yep.
0: But anyway. Whereas where James will go, Jamesy's turn. And James <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking the third person, as you expected <laughs> to, <get laughs> to be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
1: that's, you know. Tazzy's. you know, not to not to blow my own kid's horn. Oh, oh, that sounded bad. <laughs> that... <laughs> That's just not to talk up. That's just wrong, dude. Not to talk.
0: You're fucking sick. (laughs)
1: Don't go there. Not to talk up my own kid too much, but he he is relatively advanced in his speech. But like we swear around him all the time because Erica and I, you know, you think I you think I can rant on the podcast about politics, and will do later this episode. Erica and I are constantly ranting at each other and you know getting appropriately outraged at things. And we we swear a lot. We swear a lot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Taz still has maybe said the word fuck once in his life. And the thing is, we just, we didn't react. We didn't treat it as some bad thing or even some good mm-hmm. thing. It was just neutral. He just doesn't say it. He's He has no interest in swearing, despite the fact that we swear around him constantly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that, that kind of, I mean, that's anecdotal evidence, but it kind of just does yeah, it, at least you know shows is is somewhat evidence towards that idea that you know it's they're just words.
0: I remember the Podfather Kevin Smith um, was talking about how in, he was trying to get his daughter Harley Smith to to, to swear, swear on, and she wouldn't. Th- then yeah. when she found out what what she was being made to say, then you know she didn't want to say it. Anymore. Well, that's it. Like he and his wife were trying to get her to say shit. Yeah, and it's like when she found out that it was poop, she was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I wouldn't say it." <laughs> Taz would probably say it. He loves, he loves saying poop. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he wants to
1: name something, it's like pee pee poop, uh, and uh, partially that's I think partially that's just because he likes the general sound of the of the letter p. Like he'll often yep. be like people, peep, you know, pee poo or whatever, but it's not specifically <laughs> the fecal or urinary matter. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, like no, I don't know swearing. Is you know it's it's fine. It's it's all about intent. It's all about your attitude. And if you raise if you raise sensible kids, like who gives a flying fuck if they swear, as long as they know, yeah. as
0: long as they know when when it's appropriate. And I mean, I've I've got some pretty strict rules around the the c word. I don't I well, don't then, let that one out. Yeah, I often. <laughs> um, we we know the episode that I brought it out. <laughs> it's somewhere um, in there because that guy was a real c word. But I don't like saying it most of the time. I, like I mean,
1: I don't. I certainly don't. I don't use it to describe someone, no. uh, and I, I don't use it in public, and I don't use it. But to mean I will what say, I will no that it means no that <laughs> that neither. I will say when I'm by myself, I drop it often. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, <laughs> because See, it's fun. When to you, say when you when you're by yourself,
1: and it'll be ah, oh, you cunty piece of shit, fuck.
0: <laughs> see i I can't even bring myself to say that, <laughs> like it it's one of those sort of things that is like it's not a very nice word, but it can be a very fun word to say,
1: I mean, and that's that's curse words in general, you know really uh obviously obviously some of them come with different amounts of baggage than others, and you do
0: have to mm-hmm. be careful and certainly not denying that but Goddamn are they fun to say. South Park, South Park did it the best in the episode. It hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all those little jokes that they they put in. Season twenty just started, and they've decided to to replace Trump with Mister Garrison, <laughs> and his his running mate is um, Caitlyn Jenner. Mm, okay, that's fraught with uh, yeah with turmoil so the- there. In in it, you know, they've gone back to their favourite trope of a douche and a, you've got to always choose between a douche and a turd sandwich. <laughs> yeah. The um the douche being Mr. Garrison and the turd sandwich being Hillary Clinton.
1: Okay, so they've still ke- they've
0: kept Hillary Clinton but replaced yeah, Trump. And they've just they've just replaced Trump with, with Garrison That's interesting. I guess it's and it's generally pretty
1: it's generally p- pretty uh obvious who they're talking about. So I guess yeah. it's it's not like they're trying to hide from it.
0: Halfway through the episode, um Garrison and And Caitlyn Jenner are talking about who's going to take care of all the policy and all that sort of bullshit, and they realise that neither one of them will actually do it, so they decide (laughs) that you know they're going to try and and tank their um their candidacy by doing all stupid things. And they were talking about you know people sitting down during the anthem, and and so Mr. Garrison was going to sit down during was going to sit down during the anthem, (laughs) and then. it turns out that they actually said, oh, you can stand, kneel, sit, or do anything you want during the national anthem. And all of a sudden, like, Mr. Garrison just doesn't know what to do and everyone's everyone's sort of following following him, even though he's trying to tank his campaign. Uh-huh. Sounds and familiar. it really gives some parallels <laughs> to what Trump is, <laughs> is somewhat trying to do, given that...
1: As, yeah, I'm sure they intended, but... Um...
0: there there, is, there was the debate... In Australia time, it was on the twenty seventh of the 9th, twenty sixteen. Yes, the debate between Trump and Hillary, and well, Ben, I believe you want to go on a bit of a rant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so yeah, I didn't actually watch the the debate. I was busy with work. Uh, I've read a I've read about half of a transcript of it, an annotated, fact checked transcript, because of course, fucking Trump before the before the debate was. Was uh, saying that they shouldn't be fact-checked, you know, that they shouldn't be... The moderators or whoever shouldn't be allowed to fact-check them during the during the campaign. Because, you know, we wouldn't want people having to use actual facts or anything.
0: Yeah, and I think he was actually saying, why can't we just do away with the moderators altogether? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, um, and because then you'll just over-talk everyone. Well, <laughs> and he managed
1: to do that anyway. Like, I've... You know, and, I, and I'd heard this before I started reading the transcript transcript. In the first uh twenty six minutes of the uh of the debate he'd interrupted hillary twenty five times and the moderator had interrupted her fifteen times <laughs> there's you know one of the things that this that this campaign is really bringing out and and just just uh, you know laying bare uh, you know as if it wasn't clear everywhere else to a lot of us but the the sexism that's inherent in western culture because the expectations on hillary and uh, And I mean part of it is just the the democrat republican divide, and you know part of it is the non crazy crazy divide <laughs> but uh but the standards that Hillary Clinton is held up to are vastly higher than than what Trump is held up to, and you know i what I saw a tweet today that summed up really well like the bar you know the expectation for for Trump is to not, to not be Satan, and the expectation for Hillary is to be Jesus.
0: Like, you know, it's actually yeah, it's like actually, you know, pretty close to it's pretty close as close to insane as uh, you can get. No, but it's it is so true.
1: It's ridiculous. She's she's just she's given no respect, and a lot of that, as much as people deny it, is is sexism because women uh women seeking power, especially people people don't like that, and men don't like that, and so yeah, you know, she if she's she's seen to be bitchy or a, or a, or a hard ass or a, you know a, a ball breaker or whatever whereas men doing that are just seem to be you know taking the initiative and they're saying what people want to hear and they're you know uh so yeah that that was very telling the fact that trump apparently came out with his first in you know non-factual statement within two minutes was very telling uh, some, mm. something about the 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 jobs, the Ford jobs moving to Mexico. Uh, and, yep. you know, reading further into the transcript, it's just more and more of this shit. And he's just running this whole thing over and over again. And he's just pushing trickle down economics, which as Clinton kept saying, we know does not work. You know, his whole thing is cutting cutting ta- corporate taxes because it's going to bring all the companies back to America. And it's like, no, that's, you know, that's not why they're leaving. Um, it's not the taxes and it's not the regular. Yeah. Like, it's just, and and even if it was, you know, having those companies earn more money in America, we know doesn't doesn't ha- ma- mean they're going to spend that money in America. They're not paying no. their fair share of taxes anyway. They're going to move it offshore, and we're just going to
0: move more of the wealth to the one percent. Like, that they'll just do what they always do and go, "Oh, look, there's cheaper labor over here. Let's offshore. Of course, absolutely.
1: Or even if there, even if it is that there's cheaper labor in America, the only way we're going to get that cheaper labor is to keep Americans. Un, like, working for a low... $7 yeah, a, 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 a a criminally low minimum wage, basically slave labor. There is... You know what? And Erica was telling me something about this the other day that she read an article on. There are a, a lot of companies who use prison labor. Those people are being, being paid cents per day or cents per hour what? or something. Like, it is... And, 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 of course, because of the mass incar- incarceration of black people in America... They're basically bringing back the slavery of black people. Yeah. That is not cool. Like, that is <laughs> fucked up, man. Yep.
0: And it makes me sort of glad that we're not in America. <laughs> yeah, but, we say that, but Jesus, but like the again, racism
1: in Australia, particularly these days, oh, is pretty much just as bad. Like It's the, getting pretty There bad. was a poll the other day that oh, what, I think it was 49% of people support
0: a ban on Muslim immigration. Yeah. Like here's where i don't like these polls um i've (laughs) i know that they're scientific polls but they're literally bringing up 1000 people yeah but how is how is 1000 people in one area a good enough representation
1: i don't think it's i don't think it's just one area though like i think the reason that it is statistically significant is the way that they source those 1000 people uh i mean i agree like a 1000 people is not a huge number when you compare it obviously to the population of the country and there will be there will be particular areas where you know it goes one way or it goes another but uh when you actually i think and i mean i'm not an expert but when you do look at the statistics and i mean i'm i'm just going off the site that did the uh um the poll but uh, they basically say That it's a, I don't know, anyway, it's a pretty, it becomes a pretty good representation of the country. on In a broad sense, of course.
0: Yeah. It has to be a very broad sense because I'm trying to think of, I suppose it's the people that I surround myself with. But I'm thinking if 49% of those didn't support. Oh,
1: God, no, 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 no. I mean, this is the thing. Like, you, I'm sure you ask anybody, and that's probably why most people think that these polls aren't really good because most people do surround themselves with others who like-minded agree with them people. yeah like-minded people and that's why you get these echo chambers and that's why the internet has caused you know caused those things to blow up because
0: a minority all of a sudden becomes well yeah I, minority think, minority I think i and- think the
1: issue is that the echo chambers become bigger because you're just you're able to find more of those like-minded people and so um you know yeah the, those those opinions and views and ideologies f- end up feeling much bigger than they actually are, but then mm-hmm. but then, sort of, you know, in a self-fulfilling way means that they become bigger than they actually are because more people are talking about them or, or whatever, you know.
0: I just find it very interesting that, you know, they can call up a thousand people and they don't have a choice in whether they're going to be involved in a poll, other than the fact that they can hang up. But a poll that they hold on, say, the age or something like that is not known as scientific because you can choose to yeah to go into i it. mean even though you're getting 50,000 people doing it compared to the 1,000 the problem i mean again though result. again though the problem
1: comes from there is an element of self selection there where when you just select down to people who read not just people who read the age but people who read the age and are politically active enough to want to participate in a poll run by the age mm. that is going to be a biased sample Whereas, even if you are doing it in a somewhat methodol- methodological sound way of randomly selecting people, even if people do hang up, as long as the next person you call is selected from a a you know a similarly random way in a similar similarly random way, then it it is a more representative sample. But yeah, I mean, you know, polls polls aren't, <laughs> polls aren't everything. Polls aren't everything. But I mean, it does speak to the way that this country is views on immigration and on race and on religion and on Muslims are heading, and it scares the fuck out of me because they don't come from fact. They don't come from science. They come from fear and the media is stirring that up and, I mean, that, you know, that scares me f- to bring it back to parenting for our children's sake. Like, I was talking to my dad today about the scarily accurate comparisons between Trump and Hitler because yeah. You know, Goldwyn's law no longer applies in the current political climate because so many of the comparisons of Trump to Hitler are way too close for comfort, like way too accurate. Because mm-hmm. this is the sort of shit that happened then. And, you know, there were people at the time, of course, in Germany, um, when he, during Hitler's rise that didn't agree with him, and were probably thinking the same sorts of things that you and I are thinking right now. And I mean, luckily mm. we're not in America, but it's not like it's not going to affect us. And I mean, their oh, poli- their politics are directly affecting our politics here. And
0: like I very nearly um, actually put a put a post up today, mm. you know, saying that what Americans have to realise is this isn't just for their country; this is for the world.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you know, you look at you look at Brexit, a portmanteau that I really don't really don't, don't like. like. But anyway, <laughs> it, it is what it is. You know, people didn't expect that to happen, but it was the same sort of racist rhetoric around immigration and around the economy and different things that uh, that let that happen and and meant that, you know, enough of the people were convinced. And I can see the same thing happening with Trump. Like, a month ago, I'd seen articles that made me happy because it looked like there was no chance he was going to get in, but for whatever reason, he's pol- he's been polling higher and higher and it's looking more and more likely.
0: Yet, if you look at the betting, like... Uh. Uh, yeah, the the betting isn't isn't following the polls at all. Like, really? I think it was uh, sixty eight. Uh, it was before the before the debate. It was sixty three percent that Clinton would get in, according to Betfair. Yeah, and then um, at the end of the debate, it was like sixty eight percent.
1: Okay. I mean, like, I shoot. think I think I mean, and again, like I live in my own echo chamber, but the general consensus I saw was that that Clinton won the debate. Because she just she had more facts, she had she had composure, and Trump was just Trump. Uh, and you know, I didn't even watch it, but even but from even from the the transcript, I was reading, like you could see him interrupting her. You could see his bullshit.
0: The problem is that you're dealing with crazies here. Oh, so this is the thing, like they, people they who are no, 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 no. no.
1: People who are convinced to them, she's crooked Hillary, and no matter what she says, it's a lie, and. Oh, it just blows my mind. You know, it blows you know my it mind is. that people can get to that
0: point. You know what it is? Mm. It's the anti-vaxxers <laughs> it argument is. all over no, again.
1: No, no, no. I mean, it's 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 all of this anti-intellectualism. Like anyone who's anti, anti-intellectualism like that. Yeah, like you, you just, they hold on to their beliefs. They hold on to those ideologies. And they get into this sort of conspiracy conspiracy theory place where anything that you can say to refute them uh, you know, they're liberal lies. And mm-hmm. and anything that Trump says is the gospel truth. Despite yep. the hundreds and thousands of people who are saying, No, he's lying. He's lying to you constantly. If you oh I mean like, it's amazing. You see the you stack the lies up against you know, against the, the 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 lies or mistruths that Hillary has said and it's you know, it's it's hundreds to one sort of thing. It's it's insane. Yep. He's just he's almost pathological. Uh, and you, you know, you have to wonder, but you have working to, for I mean, it is, you have to wonder how much strategy is behind it or not. But you know, and, and there was a while there, and I guess it was around that time that the polls were showing it. But it almost seemed like he was in over his head and going, Oh, this was all kind of a joke that's gone too far, and I don't actually want to do this, like the you know South Park episode was obviously implying. But I don't know, maybe he's just leaning into it now, or he's, I know he brought on different sort of campaign team and stuff who, who are, for, who are who pushing all going forward. Lean into the stupid, <clears throat> lean into the stupid. Well, and again, like another thing I saw today, uh, it, was, it was someone saying like, this is what I hope Hillary says in the debate. And of course she wasn't going to, but it was this great speech where that the crux of it came down to uh, there are two types of people, like p- people think two different things about Trump. They either think he's a fool and are really concerned about the danger that he's going to bring to the world, or they think mm-hmm. he's a fool, and they're really excited about how they're going to be able to take advantage of him. Yeah. and but they both think like but everyone thinks he's a fool. <laughs> nobody mm. actually respects his intelligence, nobody thinks he's actually going to be a good president. It's just what pain he's going to bring or how or how his gullibility is going to help help people out. Who who are yeah. willing to take advantage of it, uh, and of course those you know those are the people who are already wealthy and who are who are generating that, well, taking that wealth.
0: I, I was almost hoping that you know Hillary was talking about something around, you know, I prepared for, th- for this debate and he was going oh, you shouldn't have prepared for this. And she goes, you know what else I'm, I'm prepared for? I'm prepared to be the president, ah, and goodbye. I just wanted I wanted her to say straight after that, and you're just an apprentice. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And just steal his line back. It's like, yeah, fucking nice. Trump. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I hope she does that if she, if she like, takes the presidency. You're fired. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think I've ranted. That There's my rant. Thank you for that. It's been a little while since we've done a bit of a uh, political rant, but uh, we've maybe gone a little bit over. But it seemed, it seemed the day to do it. Um, even if it is on American politics and not the sad state of Australian politics, which is pretty mm. terrible in itself. God, damn that's plebiscite. for uh, yeah, that's for an that's <laughs> for another day. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right because you know, even if we wait, you know, two years, they'll probably still be debating whether to have a fucking plebiscite or just change the goddamn Marriage Act. Yeah, oh like, my God! Like, hashtag like hashtag the fix the act. Last
0: time, last time it was changed in yeah. two thousand four. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's not.
0: That's not. <laughs> you so really want to, don't you?
1: Oh, I could. I could, okay, and we're I will. i going long. <laughs> I've had two. <laughs> no. I've had two whiskey and cokes. Like I could keep. <laughs> I could keep going on that. <laughs> um, no, no. Anyway, so let's let's. I think rant over. Apologies for the diversion away from parenting. But, you know, it. this shit affects us all. It
0: it it has got everything to do with our kids because it does. we really this is, don't.
1: This is the world that we're bringing them into, man. And scares the fuck out of me.
0: We don't want the baby boomers completely fucking up our world.
1: <laughs> we don't want anyone completely and fucking up our world. But, yeah, they, they seem to be the main culprits of that generation. So, hey, just on a tangent. Like, technically, you and I are millennials. But. I, identif- I'm so clo- I no, identify way no. more with
0: Generation Y. Like I feel like I'm I, Generation I y. identify so much more with Generation yeah.
1: X. <laughs> Generation X? Well, wait. I yeah. think. Oh man. Oh, you know what? It is Generation X. I think Generation Y is what they were calling the Millennials before they came up with the Millennials. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. We, we are. We are Generation Y. I really don't like Generation Y stuff. Like it. I remember talking about. Oh your no, generation. you're right. You no, no, the, no. Okay, okay. Generation Y.
1: Technically, technically, we are either Generation Y or millennials. Yeah. I feel like the I feel like the definition of millennials, not based on based on birth ages, is way too broad because they often no, millennials should be like,
0: should be the twenty years from from two thousand to twenty twenty. Yeah, basically like the twenty years before that. You know, nineteen eighty. Well, I think that I think the
1: issue y. is that just the the sort of things that they the as the um traits that they have used to describe millennials actually apply more to people who are now in their twenties and and yeah. coming into their thirties. So I mean, I can I can take people born after 1990. Like if you said that that was millennials, okay, fine. But a lot of places say like after 1980, and I'm like, no, come on. Like you and you and I who are born in the early 80s and are now in our mid 30s, like totally different. Totally different to the people 90s. who are in their mid 20s now. Like, come on that's that's a very different uh you know there are i mean there are shared there are certainly shared traits but uh yeah i don't i don't agree i don't feel like i'm a millennial i'm generation so, i'm generation y technically
0: so um remember that show talking about your generation <laughs> yeah i do yeah for those
1: for those who don't know it was it was a quiz show hosted by Sean mccaliff and they had a celebra- a s what was it a celebrity and a It was two celebrities, but there was there were three who were who were who were regulars, and then a team captains, and and then someone that rotated in each week. But they had someone from generation what? No, baby boomers. Baby boomers. Generation X. Generation 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 Y.
0: Generation Y. So they were going through one day all these questions about TV shows when when kids were growing up yep. and i answered every single one of the gen x ones correct yeah. and every every single one of the gen y ones wrong so i'm like straight away again i because think they were talking about voltron and they were talking yeah. about you know astro Boy i think when they were doing it, like, it i think that I, I think
1: they did trend later i think their generation y was closer to people born i mean maybe maybe yeah maybe in 1990 <laughs> onwards
0: because they were talking about you know pokemon and and yeah, but, you Dragon know, Balls you and I didn't, I didn't watch No, that. we didn't watch them
1: play that sort of stuff. We were, you know, we were in our teens by then, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whereas we watched, you know, Voltron. We watched.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all yeah, the Tears Saturday, Saturday Disney in its early days.
0: Hmm. So, anyway, we've gone back <laughs> into cartoons again. <laughs> all things that we used to like. <sighs> we should
1: finish up. This is going to really be a long one. We really should finish I'm having this I'm is gonna gonna fun. is be a long but... one. No, oh, of course we're having fun. We always do.
0: Um, you can check out our website com.
1: you can find us and tweet at us and mention us and retweet us and like us on Twitter
0: at and quote retweet
1: quote, we can quote our tweets please quote our tweets that would be fantastic at dads on Twitter
0: we're also on Facebook facebook.com slash dads.
1: you can email us podcast at twoswearydads.com send us any questions you might have or things you want us to talk about you can also of course find us on iTunes we would love us love it if you would rate us on there you know preferably five stars but whatever you like uh, review us would be fantastic you can subscribe to us on there or subscribe to us obviously in your favourite podcatcher as it's called or podcasting application
0: you, you know, you got Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We are on Stitcher. Um, there are there are others. I suppose we've got to thank the wonderful crew dust of which we're part of. I suppose <laughs> for for our opening closing songs tonight party tonight and predictive text.
1: Yeah, they're they're pretty good guys. You know, they did a good job. Trevor, do you have any final thoughts?
0: So I'm just wondering, who would you vote for out of a douche and a turd sandwich?
1: Go ask your mum.